Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today we got a story of this Karen who ruins this kid's birthday party. It's just overall an absolute menace to society as Karens are. Leave a like in the video, subscribe if you like stories, and let's call today's subscriber Jamie. So this all happened when Jamie was asked by his little brother to go to a birthday party that Jamie's little brother was invited to. And Jamie was kind of at an age where, you know, his friends didn't really throw birthday parties anymore. And at the end of the day, it was an opportunity to go get some free cake to go like, I don't know, like, yes, he was kind of just supervising his little brother. But I don't know, man, like it was going to be kind of fun, I guess. And Jamie did owe his mom a favor. So he was like, yeah, man, of course, I'll go with you. So anyways, right, Jamie and Jamie's little brother, you know, drive over because at this point, Jamie can drive. Jamie's like, I don't know, 19 at this point, but his little brother is in second grade. So anyways, right, Jamie drives his little brother over and, you know, he goes over to the party, says hello to the parents of Jamie's little brother's friend. We're just going to call Ben, right? So Jamie's little brother has a friend who works going to call Ben and it's his birthday and he's throwing a birthday party. So anyways, right, Jamie goes over to Ben's parents and says, hey, thank you so much for inviting uh, my little brother and I like uh, tell Ben congrats or congrats, tell Ben happy birthday. And then Jamie is holding the present that, you know, Jamie's little brother and him picked out for Ben. He's like, hey, where should I put this? And Ben's parents were like, oh, thank you so much for coming. Like Ben is so excited that your little brother was able to make it. And I'm sure like, you know, we'll get to know you you seem pretty cool or whatever um yeah you can just like hand us the present so anyways right you know Jamie hands over the present and you know uh it's a pretty fun experience I mean not as much for Jamie but like Jamie's little brother and Ben and all the other kids at the birthday party are having a fantastic time and you know who was not having a fantastic time? Karen. So there was a mom of a kid who was also invited to the birthday party. We don't even have to give her a name because her name is Karen because she was a Karen. If you don't know, uh, Karen is the name for like moms with like side part haircuts that are also going to be calling the manager on you. Like, oh, can I speak to the manager? Yeah, that's a Karen, bro. And Jamie immediately knew that this mom was a Karen because there were people that were like catering this birthday party. Basically, right, Ben's parents had like rented out or not rented out, but like had people like went to a catering service, paid the money to come and they were like making the food. But they were also kind of like prepping the food, handing it out, making sure things were running smoothly. And uh, so anyways, right, Jamie was kind of like at, over getting some food or whatever, maybe some, I don't know, pizza or something, right, some kind of food. And he hears uh, the Karen say, ahem, waiter, ahem. Look, these are not waiters. These are just staff, but whatever, right? So the guy walks over who's catering the thing. He's like, yes, ma'am. And she's like, this food, I need to talk to the chef. 
and the dude's like, uh, like this stuff was pre-made. We make it back at the, at the place. Like the chef isn't here who made this, but I guess I could like tell him something. And the Karen's like, no, 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 you are being paid to do what I say. I need to speak to the chef. And the guy's like, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, please. <laughs> no, but he's like, ma'am, I, I don't know what to say. Like the chef isn't here, but I can definitely like, I don't know. I, I, I can bring back a good word. And she's like, you will not be bringing back any good words from me, young man. And he's like, okay, I can also bring back whatever you want me to tell him. And so Karen's like, yep, this food, it's a little disappointing. You know, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be, I'm going to say what everyone else is thinking. This food is a little disappointing. And Jamie's thinking to himself, dude, what are you talking about? This is freaking pizza, bro. What did you expect? Like, I don't know, a filet mignon, like five-star restaurant, uh, beef Wellington type stuff. Dude, it's pizza. And like, to be honest, the pizza was apparently pretty good. So Karen was just mad that this wasn't like gold plated, like, toilet paper. What, what am I saying? The, the Karen was just mad that this wasn't some fancy like food or whatever with gold leaf pizza and fig or something crazy like that that goes for $2,000. And she was like, yeah, I need the chef to know this. And she's like, she turns to the waiter and she's like, you know, you know, you know, I'm really disappointed that I wasn't able to talk to the chef. And uh, do you guys have, you know, a website? And the guy's like, yes, we do. And she's like, what is your website? And, you know, he says, all right, this is the name of our business and this is our website. And she's like, oh, you guys are rated on Yelp. You should know that I'm a top Yelp reviewer. And because I'm so disappointed that I wasn't able to talk to your chef, I'm sorry, but I am going to give you a one star. And then she looks at the name tag of the guy. And she's like, you, I'm writing you up specifically. And the guy's like, okay. <laughs> I like this is this is not this is my part time job I do over the summer. All right, ma'am, go ahead. So at this point, right, the Karen walks away all upset or whatever. And Jamie's just standing there like, dude, you cannot be serious. This woman's insane. You might be thinking, well, Connor, this must be the peak of the story. No, I'm not even kidding you. This was the tamest part of the story. Like this is legitimately the this is this action right here was Karen being the sanest she's ever been in the story. Just you freaking wait, dude. A real quick comment, Karen, down below if you want to heart on your comment. That'll be the secret word of the day. Also, let me know if you ever binge watching my videos. If you guys watch a bunch of my videos in one sitting, it like super boosts the channel. And I just want to say thank you if you do. And let me know. I'll try and say thank you back. There are playlists in the description that'll make that easier. But anyways, let's get to the good stuff. So fast forward to the part of the birthday party where Ben is sitting around opening up any presents that were given to him. So anyways, right, when uh, when uh, Jamie handed the present over to Ben's mom, Ben literally, or Ben's mom just put the present on a big table and there was a big stack of presents on the table. So at one point, right, Ben's mom was like, all right, guys, it's time to open presents and everyone, you know, walks over, whatever. All the parents walk over too because they want to see the reactions. You know how it goes. And anyways, right, the presents were just on the table in a random order. There was no specific order to the order that, you know, uh, Ben was going to be opening these presents. You might be wondering why I'm specifying this. Oh, you shall see in a second. So anyways, right, Ben picks up one of the presents randomly and sits down. And the Karen goes, ahem. And Ben kind of looks up a little confused. And the Karen's like, why did you choose that present? And Ben's like, oh, it was just the first one I saw. And she's like, ahem. Uh, why do you not choose my son's present? 
and the whole room goes silent. And Ben is just like, oh, I just, I just chose a random one. I can like totally choose your sons first. I don't really care. And she's like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. It's, it's just the whole principle that matter. Just, I don't know. I just like my son and I, like we spent a long time trying to figure out like what present would be best for you. And if I'm being honest, if I'm just being straight up here, if I'm being really honest, I think we put in more time than anyone else. I think we might've put in at least twice as much time as the next person who put in the most time. And just the fact that, you know, we're being shunned and ridiculed by not being the first present to be opened, it's just a little disappointing to me, really. Uh, I mean, it's just giving off ungrateful vibes. And Jamie is, his jaw is like on the ground. His jaw has detached from his skull and is on the ground. He's like, ma'am, what? <laughs> He's just thinking to himself, you know what? I, I I love my mom, but I appreciate her more than ever. Especially, I appreciate the fact that she is not this woman. Oh my God. And uh, Ben is just like, uh, what? And Ben's mom turns to Ben and says, Ben, you don't have to listen to her. Just open that present. And Ben's like, uh, okay. So Ben opens up the present that he was originally had in his hand. And he eventually, Ben goes through and starts opening up all the presents, eventually does get to the Karen son's present. And the Karen son is actually very nice, and it's unfortunate that his mom is like that. But anyways, right, eventually Ben opens up the, the Karen present, and the Karen kind of gives out a long, like a very loud sigh when he says thank you. And he kind of just like, oh, okay. So after the presents are being opened, uh, they kind of have like, they sit down to cut the cake and eventually right, you know, so they're all sitting down and the caterers are getting the cake prepared. So while they're sitting down, all the parents are sitting around and, uh, or standing around, all the kids are sitting, the parents are kind of standing behind them. And, you know, Jamie's sitting there and he hears the Karen trying to like talk to the other parents. And the Karen is like, wow, like, I hate to say it. I hate to be the one who's saying, exactly what everyone is thinking, but sometimes I'm just too truthful for everyone. Um, but you know, this, I'm sorry, but Ben has been acting really ungrateful. And the other moms are like, bruh, like, what are you even talking about? Like what? And she's like, you know what? And the camera's like, you know, I'm just saying what everyone's thinking. I just have, you know, the, the balls, <laughs> the woman balls, I guess. <laughs> I just have the balls to say what everyone is thinking. And the truth is, if the truth has to be told, the truth has to be told, ma'am. I'm, I'm man. I mean, just like, I think Ben is, he's just being very spoiled right now. I mean, he's just very ungrateful. And all the other parents are like, ma'am, what are you talking about? Like, he literally has been nothing but polite. He's literally just, he's acted really nicely to every single present. Even if he didn't like the present, we're assuming we couldn't even tell because he was acting great. His parents set up a wonderful party, like what's going on? And things really started to get bad when Ben's mom was overhearing the Karen saying, you know, you know, I just have to say it, but Ben's acting, he's just, so, he's just giving me ungrateful vibes today. Like at this point, right, Ben's mom was already pretty mad that the Karen was making a humongous deal out of nothing when Ben didn't randomly choose her present first. So Ben's mom walks over and she's like, hey, like, what is your problem with my son? So while, while Ben's mom is confronting the Karen, the caterers bring out the cake and they're like, happy birthday to you. And while this is happening, right, Karen and Ben's mom start arguing with each other. 
And the thing is, it's kind of awkward because like Jamie can definitely hear them arguing and everyone else at the party can hear them arguing, but all the parents and the rest of the kids are really just trying to like make this awkward situation less awkward. So all they do is they just kind of sing along. They just kind of sing louder. They're like, happy birthday, while the Karen and like the mom are arguing back and forth. And so the caterers like, you know, they put the cake down and then they light the candles and it's like 12 candles because like Ben is turning 12 or however old he is. I don't know. He's a little kid. I don't know how old he is, man. But by the time they're done singing happy birthday to Ben, Jamie hears that like the Karen and Ben's mom, their arguing is getting louder and louder. And by the end of the song, the Karen is screaming, your son is so ungrateful. He, uh, he was like discriminating against me and my son uh, because I'm, I, I'm, uh, because he was like, he didn't pick our present first. We put all this time into it. That is giving me ungrateful energy. The aura of spo spoiled and entitledness is strong on your son. And Ben's mom is like, how dare you say that about my son? We've been nothing but great to you and you've been nothing but complaining the whole time. Don't think that I didn't know about when you were threatening to like write up our uh, caterer for like not bringing over the chef manager or whatever. Like, I, I know about that too. You've been nothing but terrible since here. And the Karen is like, you know what? You know what? Ben is ungrateful because you're a terrible mom. And with this, the Karen runs over. <laughs> Dude, this is the goofiest thing. This is like one of the goofiest stories I've ever received, bro. I can I can hardly keep a straight face. By the way, submit these stories to my Instagram. I'm also thinking of starting up an email address for you guys to send these stories to, as a lot of you guys don't have Instagram to send these to. But anyways, right, the Karen is like, you know what? You know what? I hate you. <laughs> it's like the episode from The Office, but she's like, ah, you know what? Your son is spoiled. So are you. And he doesn't deserve this. And the Karen runs over to the cake and blows out all the candles. And Ben's mom is like, why did you do that? And she's like, to teach him a lesson to be less spoiled and entitled. And Jamie and his little brother are just sitting there, just totally aghast, like, what? What is going? What is our life? What? Like, what is going on before me? This is literally the craziest thing I've ever seen. Are you serious, right? And the Karen and Ben's mom get like, they, Ben's mom is like, are you serious? Like, you're such a baby. You blew out my son's candles because you're calling him spoiled and entitled when the truth is, you know, you're just being a massive Karen. And she's like, I'm being a what? I'm not being a Karen. Yeah, yeah, okay, she was. But like, she's like, I'm not being a Karen. Your son's entitled and spoiled. And he doesn't even, the whole time, right? Ben is just sitting there, just like kind of on the verge of tears, bro. I legit feel bad for Ben. But she's like, your son is so spoiled, it doesn't deserve this cake. And then the Karen goes over to the table and just side swipes the cake off of the table. Just takes her big meaty palm, lands it on the table, and then phew, just like slides everything off the table, including the cake. The cake goes flying onto the ground, splatters everywhere. There was like some dishes and utensils on there too. Those fly everywhere. There was like a bowl on the table that falls in the ground, hits the side of something and breaks. It's a huge disaster. It's a huge scene. And remember, this is all over the Karen literally just getting mad because, you know, Ben didn't randomly pick her son's present first. Are you serious, bro? So this point, right, Ben's mom kind of loses her composure, and she's like, do you want to fight? Do you want to fight this out? And the Karen's like, 
bring it on. So all of a sudden, right, all these parents rush over and they like hold back Ben's. Dude, this is the funniest scene ever. They hold back Ben's mom and then they hold back the Karen. The Karen's like, you're so lucky that they, they're, they're, they're holding me back. You don't know like 10% of my power. You don't know 5% of my power. And you simply couldn't take 1% of my power. You're lucky. You're a lucky woman that I don't, that they're holding me back. And Ben's mom was like, you're lucky that they're holding me back. To be fair, as crazy as the Karen was getting, Ben's mom should not have tried to fight her, like, just in general. A pretty bad look. But anyways, right, the Karen whips out her phone and calls up her husband. And she's like, you need to get over here this instant. So sure enough, right, give it some time. The whole birthday party is completely ruined at this point as Ben's mom and the Karen are, like, being held back consistently from squaring off. So this guy rolls up, and he, and he kind of, like, comes up, and he, like, walks in with these, like, aviator sunglasses and these cargo shorts and, like, flip-flops exposing his crusty toes, bro. And he's walking up. He's like, hey, who's, like, coming for my wife? I'm coming in to defend her because I'm a big, strong man or whatever, right? And Karen's like, this woman and her her spoiled son, they're so spoiled. And, and so Karen's husband comes up and says, hey, like goes up, literally walks up to Ben and says, hey, like you got to understand a thing or two about respect. When I was your age, my grandfather and my father would teach me respect. And this generation knows nothing about respect. Is that right, honey? And the Karen's like, yeah, he's so spoiled. And the guys and the husband's like, yes. So what, what did he exactly do again, honey? And the Karen's like, you won't even believe this. You know that present that my son and our son and I spent so long painstaking hours picking out and all the money we spent on it. Oh my God, so much time. You see this kid over here? He didn't pick us first. And the husband's like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> and the Karen's like, yeah, can you believe it? And the husband's like, wait, 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 is, is that why he was being quote unquote disrespectful? The Karen's like, yes. Uh, are you in shock because of how terrible it is? And the husband's like, yo, wait, what? <laughs> you, you got in a fight and destroyed his cake because he looks over at the destroyed cake and kind of just assumed it was her because maybe she's had a few episodes before because you didn't pick your present for was it like intentional or was it random and she's like i don't know i just he was being disrespectful he was just doing it. he was just being disrespectful husband's like uh uh honey and the character's like yes i i i think we should go home she's like no no we will not lose this battle we're we're definitely getting divorced if you don't back me up here and he's like honey you say that every single time she's like Mer. So Jamie and his little brother have been sitting just watching the whole thing go down. And sure enough, right, uh, you know, the, the husband of the Karen walks up to Ben's mom and is like, look, I'm so sorry when she called me on the phone. She said that, like, your son was being incredibly disrespectful and that you were, like, I don't know, taunting her and insulting her and all of this. I'm just like, you know, I want to stand up for my wife. 
but she is obviously in the wrong here if what she is telling me is the truth, which I don't know why she would lie to make her situation seem worse than it is. Like, I don't know why she'd try and make herself seem like, I don't know, even more terrible than she needs to be. So I, I, I definitely believe like that like my wife's in the wrong here. And he's trying to keep it down because look, he has to go back with this woman and live with her. So he's not trying to have like a terrible life. You know, he's not trying to have a real tough night, if you know what I mean. So he's trying to keep his voice down. He's like, hey, I'm so sorry if I need to like pay for some of the damages. Like I do pretty well at my job. Whatever it needs to be is what it needs to be. And Ben's mom, who's completely calmed down and probably a little bit embarrassed that she tried to fight this woman in the first place, is like, you know what? Like, I appreciate you for being so, like, grown up and respectful here. I'm sorry that I even, like, lost my temper a little bit. I think it would just be best if you took, you know, Karen and her son away and we're just going to try and finish off this birthday party. And the dad or the Karen's husband's like, yes, I totally understand. So Karen's husband walks up to the Karen and says, oh, I totally told her off. Like, we totally won. And Karen's like, yeah turns to Ben's mom, yeah, take that, oh, and, you know, Ben's mom is like, aha, yeah, your husband totally owned me, because Karen didn't hear him say, I'm sorry, my wife's insane, so anyways, right, the Karen, Karen's husband, and her son, they walk away, and all that is left is the rest of the people at the birthday party, and they have a little bit of a normal birthday party, but I don't know how normal your birthday party can be after that, I'm just saying. So when Jamie and Jamie's little brother are, you know, they're driving back and Jamie's little brother's in the back seat and Jamie's little brother said, what happened today? Jamie takes a long pause and says, you know what? I don't know what happened today. Just, you know, be grateful for our mom. Be grateful that our mom is nothing like that woman. Because, you know, that's, that's the actual mom of one of your classmates, little brother, little bro. Like, that's an actual mom. Like, if we were unlucky in the genetic lottery, that could have been our mom, man. And, you know, his Jamie's little brother is like, yeah, our mom is cool. And Jamie's like, even if she wasn't cool, compared to, like, that Karen, bro. Today we got a story of probably the most psychopathic Karen of all time. I've told a few other Karen stories, but honestly, this one is most definitely the craziest one. So subscribe if you like stories, and uh, let's call today's subscriber who sent in this story. Let's call her Hunter. So Hunter was 19 years old and wanted to get a part-time job while she was in college. And near her college was a local kind of bar and restaurant. So on the weekends, Friday and Saturday, she would be a waitress and make some extra money, make some money through the tips. You know, college is expensive and even not even counting like how much the college costs, but also all the food you got to get. Anyways, right. So this all happened on one night while Hunter was, you know, doing her shift on one Friday night. She honestly felt like this was like she didn't feel disturbance in the force or anything. So she had no idea what was about to come after her until this happened. The Karen walks in. And the thing is, right, we're just going to call her Karen. Uh, I mean, she was really fitting the typical Karen thing. She had, she had the side, like, haircut, the side part haircut or whatever, right? She had the big old black glasses. She was fitting the description. But anyway, she comes in, and she goes to the front desk, and this is a pretty busy restaurant. This is a pretty popular place in town. So most people who come here really got to get reservations. So sure enough, Hunter's like, hey, ma'am, how's your night tonight? Uh, and the Karen is like, good. And Hunter's like, all right, so uh, what's your name for the reservations? And the Karen's like, I don't have any reservations. And Hunter's like, all right, well, then the wait's probably going to be 20 minutes. And the Karen says, do you know who my husband is? And all, all, already, like, Hunter's like, oh, boy, it's one of these. 
And, can, and Hunter's like, uh, no, the wait's going to be 20 minutes. And the Karen's like, you don't even know who my husband is. And, you know, uh, sure enough, Hunter's like, yeah, I, I don't know who your husband is. Um, I really don't think that's going to change anything. And the Karen's like, huh, well, wait until you hear this. And sure enough, right, you know, the Karen says her husband's first and last name and then has this smug look. And maybe he was like a secret trillionaire or something, but at the end of the day, if his name isn't Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, uh, Hunter wasn't going to know who this guy was. So Hunter's like, hey, like, uh, okay, the wait's going to be 20 minutes. And the Karen's like, eh, fine, whatever. And she goes to sit down. And Hunter's like, in her head, she's like, all right, so this woman's going to be fun tonight. And sure enough, the entire time, like the entire 20, 25 minutes that Karen is waiting there, she's on her phone playing her Candy Crush and then looking up and glaring at Hunter. The Karen was basically like pinning the entire thing on Hunter for some reason, being like, oh, this girl who's just doing what her job description says is the reason why I'm not eating right now, which just wasn't the case. You should have made a reservation, bro. It sucks to suck. I don't know what else to say. So eventually Hunter notices that a table is opened up. So, so, so she goes over to the Karen, is being super nice. Is like, ma'am, we have a table for you. And the Karen is like, finally, you guys took forever. Which, look, at the end of the day, they can't really control how long it takes for people to eat their food, bro. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I definitely can't control with my mind powers making people eat faster or whatever. So the hunter's just like, all right, man. And hunter's really trying to get, like, someone else to wait this girl, but, uh, unfor or this woman, not girl. She's, like, pretty old. But unfortunately, right, you know, hunter sits her down at a table and is informed that she has to be the waiter for this woman. So she's like, all right, whatever. And she's like, all right, here's the menu. Like, I'll come back in a second. And the Karen's like, no, I know exactly what I want. I come here all the time, which is why I should have been, I should have had gotten free reservations, which Hunter was just so startled by this or just like, so I don't know, dumbfounded because bro, reservations are free. What do you mean free reservations? You literally call anyone can call them up. Huh? Yeah, but whatever, right? That's in the past. Hunter's just like, ma'am, all right, what do you want then? And the Karen literally orders like 40% of the menu. She has like six full course meals, half the appetizers, and Hunter's like, oh, are we expecting a party? And the Karen's like, are you calling me fat? And the, uh, the waiter's like, oh, no, Hunter's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm sorry. No, 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 oh, ma'am. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say anything, oh, ma'am, I'm sorry. Uh, but Hunter was like, eh, no, no, I didn't. And the Karen's like, you better watch yourself. I mean, my husband will sue you and throw his dogs against you or something like that. And uh, sure enough, right, Hunter's like, all right, this woman is scaring me a little bit. And uh, Hunter brings in the order and it's like, all right, ma'am, well, uh, I'll be back with the food. And the Karen, before she said, before she, Hunter's able to leave, is like, you better know that I'm expecting this food to come out extra early because of all the time you forced me to wait. I know that you forced me to wait extra long on purpose. Don't think I'm stupid. And Hunter responds, ma'am, like, I have no control over the wait time. And, you know, Karen responds, yeah, you must think I'm stupid then. And Hunter's like, ma'am, I literally have, and she's like, whatever, just go get the food. So Hunter, 
not liking this woman, but also very scared of her, goes off and puts in the order. Real quick, comment Karen down below if you want to harden your comment. That is the secret word of the day. I'll be hearting as many as I can to say thank you guys for watching, as I really do appreciate you guys. And also, if you really want to help out the channel, consider binge watching a ton of videos. And if you're watching like a ton of videos in one sitting, please let me know in the comment section. Like these comments up here. And if you're on like video number six of your binge watching session, let me know. I'll try and heart these comments and reply to them and say thank you because watching like a ton of videos, maybe through my playlist or just watching a ton of them, is boosting the channel so much. And I appreciate you guys so much for doing that. So if you guys didn't know, when it, it, food doesn't appear instantly, um, it takes time to make food, but apparently the Karen was not even aware of that because, you know, uh, Hunter was like awaiting another table uh, next to the Karen, and two minutes after, you know, the Karen put in her order for like half the freaking menu, bro, the Karen sees Hunter at another table uh, just assisting another family with their meal, right? Getting their order, all that stuff. The Karen is like, waiter, waiter. Where's my food? And Hunter's just like, ma'am, it's been two minutes. It's going to take a while. And she's like, what? You said it would be instant. And Hunter's like, ma'am, I never said that. What? What? And Carrot's like, where's my food? And Hunter's just like turns to the family like, sorry, uh, let me finish taking your order. And the Karen is like whimpering and whining and screaming the entire time. Well, Hunter's just trying to do her job, bro. She's just trying to get, you know, the orders of the, you know, the great families bringing in like their kids. Just trying to have a fun time. And the Karen is sitting in her chair, her chair flailing her arms. Where's my food? I, I don't know if she actually made those noises, but you, you get the point, right? You get the picture. So anyways, right, finally, the check eventually does, uh, not the check, sorry, the food does come out and, you know, the uh, waiter, a hunter, the waiter brings it out in multiple waves. Like first she brings out the entrees and then the, all the type of food, right? It's like, it's like 10 plates all together. The Karen is like, took you long enough. And honestly, the food came out in like 25 minutes, which sounds like a long time, but that was so much food to prepare. Like the fact that the kitchen was able to whip it out that fast was pretty impressive, at least Hunter thought. So Hunter's like, all right, well, um, that's, that's cool. Like I'm finally, this woman can stop complaining. She can enjoy her food. And she notices that the Karen takes a bite, one bite from all the dishes. And Hunter seems to be having a lull in the traffic for, like, having to bring out food and orders. So she finds herself just watching the Karen take one bite of each of the food items. And then the Karen is like, waiter! Hunter comes over and is like, yes, ma'am. And, and, the, and the Karen's like, I need ten boxes. And the Hunter's like, you want me to box all ten of these? And the Karen's like, Yes. So anyways, right, Hunter's a little annoyed, but boxes up all 10 of the food items she brought out because obviously the Karen couldn't eat half of like the, the menu or whatever, but you know, fine, whatever, whatever she wants to do. I mean, you can order all that food if you want. Sure, bring it home. Do what you want as long as you're going to pay. Uh, I think you guys can see where this story's about to go. So sure enough, right, Hunter spends all this time boxing up all the food, brings it back to the Karen. The Karen once again makes a snarky remark of like, huh, took you long enough, which I don't know if the Karen thinks that like, I don't know, Hunter and the people in the kitchen and the staff have superpowers, the ability to pause time and then, you know, cook up her food or box up her food and then unpause time. So it seems like it happens instantaneously. But sure enough, Hunter's like, all right, ma'am, 
thanks for dining with us. Uh, I'm just going to leave the check here. Take as much time as you want. And so Hunter leaves and gives it like, I don't know, a couple minutes and sees that the Karen is on her phone and the check is, you know, at the edge of the table. And if you don't know, a lot of times when you sign the check or put your credit card in or whatever, you kind of push it to the end of the table so the waiter knows that they're free to come by and pick it up when they're ready as you've kind of filled out the required details. And uh, sure enough, Hunter kind of just assumed this was the case, but she walked over to the check and she looked at it and there was no credit card. There was no paper money. There was no, I don't know, Bitcoin wallet. No, I mean, you can't say, you can't really give that. There was no bar of gold, right? There was no form of money, right? It was just a little piece of paper. No, no, it wasn't a piece of paper. I'm reading this again. It was a napkin. And on the napkin, it just said the three letters, I-O-U, which if you don't know, uh, that basically is like saying, I'll get you back later. I'll pay you later. And Hunter's like, haha, ma'am, this is pretty funny. Um, and the Karen's like, what's funny? And, and Hunter's starting to realize, oh my God, I got to explain to this lady that she can't just say IOU, spend like $600 at a restaurant, and then give them an IOU check. Like, we're a business here. Like, they got to like pay their employees. This is not some mega corporation. This is a mom and pop bar and grill type thing. Like, you can't be scamming us out of this food. So Hunter like, politely says, ma'am, like, we, we, we do need you to actually pay for it. We don't have any type of uh, tab service or anything where you can pay a lot of money and then pay it back later. We just don't have that. And the Karen's like, no, 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 this should do. And once again, kind of like pats her hand on the napkin that just says IOU. And Hunter's like, oh, ma'am, I don't know how to say this. We just don't accept this. So the Karen just looks at her and kind of makes this face and then gets up to leave. And Hunter kind of stands in front of her to kind of block her from leaving and says, ma'am, I cannot let you leave the establishment without paying up front. Like if you need to call someone or like call someone to get your credit card or call someone to like get you money, like that's totally fine. We can arrange that, but you can't leave the establishment without paying. Like we, we like I mean, at that point, like Hunter understood the business model and kind of how tight they were for cash. And she kind of explained, look, we need to go. Like we can't like have pe like large outstanding debts. We're really like, uh, the bit. I know that the business is going kind of check to check. Like we can't have you do that. And the Karen is like, this is an outrage, picks up her phone, dials 911, says, police, police, you must come assist immediately. I feel in danger. Come now. They're like, all right, ma'am, we'll be there. Uh, can you give us any more details? No. And she just turns off the phone, which I'm surprised the police even came, but I think they're legally required to. So at this point, Hunter is in complete shock because she just did not expect this to escalate that crazy so quickly. She's like, ma'am, like, why on earth did you call the police? And the Karen's like, to teach you a lesson, which a uh, little spoiler, it's about to be an Uno reverse 180 uh, no scope 360 moment because Karen's about to be taught a lesson. But anyways, right, the police show up. And, you know, people are like kind of looking over. It's causing a scene. The manager comes out and Hunter quickly explains what's happening. So it's Hunter, the manager, like another waiter, the Karen and the, and the two police officers that come. And the Karen decides to explain the situation. And there's been situations in older Karen stories I posted on the channel a couple days ago where the Karen calls the police and lies to them. But in this story, the Karen literally just tells the police what happened. Like, I'm legit like not even kidding you. The Karen just tells you like the story that I told you. I would have thought that she lied about something to try and get out of this, but she just kind of expected the police officers to know who her husband was and then to bow down and enforce her reign of terror, right? 
But no, the police officers are like, all right, ma'am, so I don't know why you called us, but it's pretty clear that you got to pay. So the Karen is like, what? No! So the Karen picks up her glass of water, splashes it in the face of the police officer, and they're like, all right now. And sure enough, the Karen is arrested on site. And Hunter is standing there. Turns to her manager and is like, "Am I being am I be am I being paid overtime for this?" The manager's like, "We'll, we'll discuss this in a second. Because at this point, the bar is closed. The bar closed kind of early, especially for a bar. You expect those to be open late, but for this reason, it was closing early on the day, and everyone was out. And it was just the police officers and the Karen and the manager and her. She's just like, "Dude, what?" And you might be thinking, "Okay, story ends there." Uh, Karen is arrested and charged for, I don't know, maybe assaulting an officer and definitely wasting their time, and she just never returns. That is where you're wrong. And I said before that this is the craziest Karen story I've ever received. And there's a reason. There's a reason why I said this is the craziest Karen story I've ever received. Because this continues, and it only gets crazier. Because flash forward a week later, actually a little more than a week later because it's a Saturday. And once again, Hunter's working the shift. And she's at the front out. She's at the front desk, kind of like taking reservations, telling people to come in. And later in the night, she'll switch out with people and kind of take orders and bus food. But anyway, she's standing there. And at the kind of the front desk, it's like there's a window that kind of looks out. And she can see very clearly the, uh, uh, the, the, the cars, the parking lot, and people walking in. And so anyways, Hunter's standing there, she's looking out at the parking lot, and she sees a familiar face come in, or a familiar face far away. And you know who that was? It was the Karen. But there was something very distressing about the Karen. She was not just nor- she wasn't like how she was before, right? Purse on her, like, left shoulder, a lot of attitude, the Karen haircut and the glasses- it was all of that minus the purse plus a baseball bat in her left hand or right hand. I don't know, whatever hand she was. And so Hunter starts to get really panicky and immediately calls her manager. There's like a phone at the front desk and there's a number to go dial right to the manager. And she's like, calls him up. It's like, you need to come to the front desk right now. I'm so sorry. I need you out here. I'm panicking. Help. And he's like, all right, calm down, calm down. The manager runs out and the manager comes to see Hunter staring out at the parking lot. And he's like, what's up? And Hunter points. And the Karen starts walking, lumbering over with her big meaty legs and her big baseball bat, huffing and puffing. (sighs) The Karen approaches. And all of a sudden, Hunter and her manager look at each other like, oh my God, why does she have a baseball bat? So the Karen's walking over, lumbering over, and she gets to the door Instead, uh, and she just opens the door and looks at Hunter and has this big, evil smile and says, payback. And the Karen walks right by Hunter, walks right by the manager, and the manager's like, ma'am, like, you can't enter the facility with a baseball bat. You just can't do that. And she just keeps walking by. And he's like, ma'am, are you listening to me, ma'am? And Hunter's kind of thinking, oh, my God. And sure enough, the Karen gets into the restaurant And since there's a bar in the restaurant, you know how a lot of bars have a bunch of, like, drinks behind them, bottles full of liquid and stuff? Karen goes up to the bar, steps behind it, and the bartender's like, ma'am, you can't be back here. Karen picks up her baseball bat and is like, yeah, 
just like whips her baseball bat, smashes through an entire layer of bottles. And at this point, the entire restaurant that was kind of like bumbling with a lot of people, there was a buzz of like people talking, goes dead silent. The only thing you can hear is bits of glass falling to the ground and bottles falling and breaking and just gasps from people looking over. And the, and the Karen is like, this is called revenge. And she takes out her baseball bat once again and waddles over to the window Boom! Baseball bat goes through the window pane like butter through hot, like hot knife through butter. I almost said butter through hot knife. That would make no sense. Boom! Right through the glass pane. The manager quickly calls 911, says, we have an emergency. I need you to come here quickly. So the Karen continues to lumber around and starts smashing stuff and looks at Hunter and says, waiter, if you were only kinder to me the day before, none of this would have happened. And so Hunter's like, I have no idea what she's talking about. And the manager's like, this woman's insane. We need help. Sure enough, the police arrive. And the police come to the site of basically everyone has evacuated the restaurant at this point. And it's just this woman with a baseball bat smashing stuff. And so the police walk in and they're just like, ma'am, you got like, they're like, ma'am, drop the baseball bat. You're coming with us. And she's like, do you know who my husband is? And uh, they're like, no, ma'am, you need to come with us. And the Karen's like, never. So one of the police officers goes up, pulls out his taser, zap. Karen just like gets obliterated. She falls to the ground. She's like, oh, it collapses. The two police officers go up and arrest her. And yeah, sure enough, uh, the Karen is not just arrested and has actual charges against her. So, I mean, like more than what was happening before. But the Karen is also uh, put on a restraining order. And if she ever even appears within like a 50-foot radius of the restaurant, she would be arrested or something. Today we get a story of probably the most entitled Karen of all time. This one's a crazy one, so strap in. Subscribe if you like stories. And let's call today's subscriber Bradley. So Bradley just turned 18 and he decided he wanted to get a minimum wage job to just get a little bit of money while he was in school. And he decided that on the weekends he was going to work in his local Walmart. So anyways, right, every, you know, Friday, Saturday and Sunday night, uh, he would go in from about like five in the afternoon till about nine at night. He would work a shift at Walmart behind the register. And, uh, you know, he was doing it for about a couple months, and a couple months into his time at Walmart, he had one of the craziest encounters with the most entitled Karen of all time. Legitimately, this is even worse than the last Karen story I told in the channel, which was a crazy one. So you gotta strap in. And so anyways, right, this all happens one night, one Friday night. It's around seven at night. And, you know, I don't know, Bradley, it's, it's, it's pretty down at the time, at the moment. No one's really in the Walmart. Bradley's kind of looking at his phone. He's a little bit bored and he's waiting to clock out. But, you know, he's getting that bread. You'll love to see it. And anyways, right, this woman walks in and she has the typical Karen haircut. The problem is, right, I know a lot of people that I love with that haircut. Just some really wonderful women, right? But this... Bradley had a feeling, right? She's like, he's like, oh no, th this is this is bad. Like he already had a feeling that she might be troubled. So he was kind of watching her, kind of just like, oh no, man, like this isn't really that good. And the Karen is kind of walking around. She's picking up, putting stuff in her bag, whatever, right? Her, her, she isn't stealing. She's just putting it in like her shopping bag, I should specify, right? 
So the Karen walks up to the register with a cart or a shopping cart or whatever, shopping, shopping bag full of random items. And she comes up and I don't know, Bradley doesn't think anything of it. He thinks it's one of his like many routine, just like, you know, scan the items, ask if they want to join the rewards program, you know, say have a nice day with a forced smile. The thing he's been doing a thousand times already. So Bradley gets ready. He starts scanning the items and the Karen's like, oh yes, by the way, uh, is there any chance that, like, uh, I could have the nice person discount? And Bradley kind of gives a little chuckle. He's like, oh, that's funny, man. She's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm serious on this one. I was told by someone on Facebook that if I came into Walmart and asked for the nice person uh, discount, uh, you know, since I'm a nice person, I qualify, that I will get 50% off all my stuff. And Bradley's like, oh, well, ma'am, I'm so sorry to tell you. Whoever told you that was just making stuff up. And the Karen's like, no, 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 this was my friend, uh, like, Sharon, right? She would never actually, she would never make anything up like this. And Bradley's like, well, I guess someone along, maybe someone told her and that person was making it up. Or maybe someone who told them who told her. Someone along the line made it up, ma'am. Like, eh, maliciously or not, like, we, at the end of the day, we don't have a nice person discount. And Karen was starting to get flustered. And she's like, young man, I know you have the nice person discount. You better give me the nice person discount or we're going to have problems. Which, first of all, that's completely ironic because the whole idea of the nice person discount is that if you're nice, you get a discount. Which, first of all, that's just not a thing ever anywhere. But also, too, you're being a massive jerk about it. Even if it was real, if you're being that much of a jerk... He's not going to give it to you, even if it was real, because you're not being nice, right? But anyways, Bradley kind of puts his foot down. It's like, ma'am, that does not exist. And I guarantee you that exists literally nowhere in any other Walmarts. You could go to the Walmart in like a town in Alaska with six people and it would not be a thing. Just, it's just not. Uh, Bradley was kind of on the yet. Like he was very like, I don't know. He was tired. He was not really in a great mood because he was working the shift again for the bajillionth time. And now he had to deal with this Karen asking very rudely for the nice person discount. That's kind of ironic in my opinion. But anyways, you guys might be thinking, oh, well, it ends here. And she understandably says, oh, my fault. I guess I was like had some misinformation. Uh, like, let me just check up my items. But no. The Karen gets mad. And the Karen says something completely outrageous. The Karen is looking at, you know, Bradley, and she's like, no, I know it's real. You're just discriminating against me. And Bradley's like, huh? What? How? <laughs> what can I discriminate against? And the woman's like, you're discriminating against me because you're dis you're discriminating against me? Against me because, uh... I'm half British. And Bradley was like, all right, I cannot laugh. This may be the hardest try not to laugh, you laugh, you lose challenge on YouTube or just in real life at this point. Oh my God. And the Karen's like, yeah, yeah, you're discriminating against me because I am half British. You hate the Brits for some reason and it's disgusting and I will not have it. And Bradley's like, ma'am, no, I do not care if you're literally a freaking walrus that walks in here, even though you're kind of looking like one, all right, he didn't say that part, but maybe she was, I don't know. And he's like, I don't care if you're a freaking like dog walking in on its like hind legs asking for the nice person discount, you're not getting a discount that doesn't exist.
Real quick comment, uh, Karen down below, if you want to harden your comment, is that's the secret word of the day. And also, if you want, if you are binge watch my videos or want to binge watch my videos or have binge watched my videos, that is the best way to support the channel. Gives me the beautiful, juicy watch time. Let me know in the comments if you do that. I want to say thank you and maybe give you a heart, maybe reply thanks. I want to let you know I appreciate you. But anyways, right, I appreciate you guys either way. Ah, oh, back to the story, no stalling. And so the Karen is like, yes. I'm being discriminated against because I'm British. And Bradley at this point is trying to keep his composure. He's at the he's at his wits ends, man. I mean, he's been he's tired. He doesn't want to be here. The Karen was asking for the nice person discount and being a jerk while doing it. And now she's now she's saying that she's being discriminated against because she's 50% British. Bruh. Come on, man. Let's are, are you you can't be serious. And the Karen is like I must see the manager immediately. I'm going to get your little butt fired for discrimination. And the, the guy, Bradley's like, ma'am, no. Let me just finish checking up your items. She's like, I don't want these anymore. I'm taking my business somewhere else. You just lost a customer who shops at Walmart all the time. And guess what? There's a Walmart that is a little farther away, but since... They don't discriminate against the British there. I will be going there, and I will guarantee you that they will be giving me the nice person discount. Good day, sir. And she dumps the rest of her items on the floor and storms out. And Bradley is just so just done at this point, because now he had to deal with that nonsense. And now he also has to clean up all the items that the Karen just decided to spam all over the floor. Bradley is not happy, but Bradley is happy about one thing. Because the Karen said that she is never coming back to this Walmart ever again. And that those are the most beautiful words uh, Bradley has ever heard in his life, and he is so excited. However, the Karen was giving him false hope, because let's go to part two of the story. Day two. Anyways, right... Uh, Bradley isn't even has completely forgotten about this Karen, and it is a Saturday, and he's working a shift again, and he's in a much better mood. I mean, he saw his friends earlier in the day. Well, oh my God, my fault for burping and destroying your viewing experience. Please forgive me. <laughs> Anyways, right, you know, he saw his friends earlier in the day, and also he was going to see his friends tomorrow, Sunday morning. So I don't know. Bradley was in a good mood, and he has completely forgotten about the Karen. And, you know, it's a little busier now, but it's still not that busy at all. So he's just kind of like looking at his phone and he just happens to be staring just like very blankly, just like kind of spacing off, thinking about other things. And all of a sudden, you know, he's looking at the door and guess who walks in? Yes, the Super Karen has made her very unglorious return. And Bradley is just like, no. And the thing is, right, Bradley does not want to deal with her. So Bradley almost kind of like hides behind his cash register. He's trying to be as like discreet as possible because he's like, maybe the Karen wants to mess with me again, or maybe she's just coming in like assuming that this isn't my shift. Either way, I'm hoping she gets whatever she wants, goes to a different register, doesn't even realize that I exist, and just goes about her day and we all live happily ever after, and I don't have to deal with her anymore. Wow, wouldn't that be nice? 
So sure enough, right, Bradley is trying to be as discreet as possible, but unfortunately, right, the Karen goes completely out of his view, and he, for about 20 minutes or so, he doesn't see her. So Bradley kind of relaxes a little bit. He assumes that, you know, she went and checked out somewhere else, or she just left at this point, or I don't know. He's, he just assumes that she's not there anymore. And uh, that's when he looks up from his phone, and he looks directly, he looks kind of down an aisle because his register is kind of facing down an aisle. And at the very end of the aisle, he is making eye contact with the Karen. And when the Karen makes eye contact back with him, she looks at him in his eyes and gives off this evil smile. And it just sends shivers down Bradley's spine, dude. It is like, he is like, oh my God, this woman is evil. So the Karen, after making direct eye contact with Bradley, takes one hand and shoves it into a shelf full of items. And Bradley, he's just completely thrown off guard. He's like, ma'am, what the, what, huh? What is this woman doing? She's gone insane. But anyways, right, you know, the Karen has put her arm, like, I'd say, like, up to the elbow in the, in, like, in the shelf. And then she starts walking forward. And the thing is, right, she, she has her arms stiff and it's in the shelf. So everything in the shelf starts flying out into the floor. Bags of stuff start going everywhere. And then she pushes and makes a big swinging motion with her arm and stuff starts flying everywhere. And she starts laughing. She's freaking cackling, bro. This Karen has gone insane and she's evil. And she starts like kicking stuff. And then she grabs like, so she goes into the freezer, gets a thing of ice cream, spits in it, looks at uh, looks at Bradley and is like, I don't know, man. So I'm like, imagine evil Karen laughing. Probably sounded a less less weird than that, but still very weird. And she starts destroy. She's like destroying the entire place. And Bradley knows he needs to clean it. And Bradley is ninety nine point nine nine eight percent sure that he thinks that the okay. He is 99% sure that the Karen knows that he needs to clean it up too. So she's doing it on purpose. At this point, Bradley, he was in a good mood, man. He's going to see his friends tomorrow. He just saw friends this morning. He's getting that bread. He was in a good mood, you know, right? And his mood takes a complete 180. And he's like, he yells at the Karen. He's like, hey, stop that. And apparently, right, you know, the Karen, who's, like, laughing, little, like, troll kind of noises, she kind of, like, gets snaps out of that and looks at him for, like, I'd say five seconds with a look of pure shock on her face. And then the Karen looks at him and yells back, I'm gonna call 911 for disrespect. No young man will ever raise their voice to me. And uh, Bradley is just looking at her like, no balls, no shot that she actually calls 911. No way. And so he's looking at the Karen. They're having some kind of like big old standoff, right? And the Karen whips out her phone and starts going beep, 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 boop, beep. I mean, I guess she just goes beep, 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 or beep, 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 because 911 goes, and he says, yes, I'm being attacked at the Walmart at 34 Avenue, subscribe to Connor Pug Street. <laughs> uh, please come. And Bradley can kind of hear what she's saying, and Bradley's like, this woman just called the police. What? 
<laughs> I just I just stood here, man. I just stood here. And the Karen puts down the phone and she's like, You're gonna get fired for this. <laughs> and then she does another little kind of like troll-like scream laugh type thing. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know what that means, but it, it's something. It's something. And she's like, starts going around. She starts doing a little dance, like a little jig. She's like, you're going to get fired. <laughs> so at this point, like, Bradley is just so bewildered by what is happening. And the Karen is just give, like making little faces at him. And eventually, like, he sees sirens and flashing lights and the police walk into the building. And, you know, the Karen walks to the end, kind of, like, waddles to the end of the, the aisle. And it's like, so, officer, sir, sir, I called, I called. And they're like, ma'am, like, uh, what's the issue? And she's like, that boy over there, arrest him immediately. And the officer's like, ma'am, we let's just hear what happened. Let's, let's just hear. And she's like... You know, because, like, you know, Bradley walks over and it's like, I, I don't know. I should be paid extra for this. I should be paid a hundred grand a year for this, man. Not minimum wage. But anyways, right, he walks over. The Karen waddles over. And the police officers are like, all right, ma'am, what happened here? And, you know, the Karen is like, you see all, how, all that stuff all over the ground? That was because he pushed me into it and he was brutally attacking me. And because he hates me because I'm British. She had to bring in the British part, bro, which is so ridiculous. I swear to God. But anyways, right, she basically lies that Bradley attacked her and kind of threw her into the, uh, the I don't know, the shelves or whatever. And Bradley is like, what? Like, no, I didn't do any of that. She literally started, like, ripping all that stuff off the shelves. I yelled at her. She said that she was going to call the police on me for disrespecting her, and then she calls you guys. And the Karen looks at the police officers, and it's just like, what story makes more sense? The one where he pushed me into the shelves, and that's why all this stuff is on the ground, or the story where I decided randomly to push all this stuff on the ground, and then when he yells at me, I say I'm going to call 911 because he disrespected me. Which story makes more sense, like, uh, officers? And the officer looks at Bradley and says, hey, can you get your manager or your supervisor? And Bradley's like, yeah, sure. And Bradley's just so mad at this point. He's like, if this woman gets me fired, bro, I swear to God, like, I don't know what I'll do. Bradley is the supervisor, like, we have an issue. And the supervisor's like, all right, whatever. Supervisor comes out. Police officers explain that, you know, they're getting two conflicting stories, and they explain the two conflicting stories. And once the manager hears the Karen story, he, like, sharply turns to Bradley. He's like, Bradley, if this is true, you're being fired immediately. Bradley's like, I swear it's not true. Like, it's simply not true, right? There's like not a single shred that is true. And the manager's like, all right, well, I heard both stories and yours just doesn't seem as believable as hers. Like, they are both ridiculous and it's just crazy this entire thing happened, but yours seems more ridiculous. And Bradley's like, okay, well, this seems to be a he said, she said. Is there any way that we can like, and he kind of like turns to the manager and says, hey, this place is monitored, right? And the manager's like, yeah. He's like, so have the cameras been rolling? Manager's like, yeah. And the Karen's like, no, we don't have time. He's a hooligan and must be arrested immediately. We do not have time to look at the cameras, officer. This is, this is a ploy. This is a plot. How do you guys, you are so foolish. You gentlemen are foolish, I hate to say. This is a plot of his to escape. Yes, I can see it so clearly. He wants you guys to go over to the camera room while he dashes out of here unscathed. 
And the officers are like, ma'am, trust me, like, we'll make sure he doesn't escape. Uh, but we should review the camera footage as, you know, if you do actually want to press charges, it will be a great resource. And the Karen's like, no, he's going to escape. Trust me. And the officer's like, nah, we're going to look at the tapes. Trust me. He's not going anywhere. And the Karen is like, you know what? Um, well, I actually have a meeting to go to. And the officer's like, ma'am, trust me, this will take like a couple minutes. She's like, no, no, I'm really late. And the officers are like, ma'am, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to tell whoever you're having a meeting with that you're just going to be a couple minutes late. And the Karen's like, uh, and they're like, all right. And they kind of like move her along and they all move into the room where the cameras are. So the manager goes up to the security guard or the security guard isn't there. So the manager has to go find the security guard. Security guard opens up the room where all the cameras are. It's like, all right, like, what do you want to like look at? And the security guard or the manager's like, uh, well, when did you guys get the report and the police check the records? We got the call 20 minutes ago. So sure enough, right, they go into the cameras and they check the film like 22 minutes ago and they start playing. And at this point, right, Bradley, Bradley's in a good mood again because he's really mad that he's been dragged into all of this absurd nonsense by the craziest Karen of all time. Fair enough, right? But now, you know, he's about to see this Karen get absolutely wrecked get absolutely wrecked, get completely owned. Why would he not be in a good mood now? Like he's about to see his biggest enemy of all time lose. It lose in a major fashion. And you know, he's just sitting there. He's basically taking a, lip, a victory lap. And the Karen, he looks over, she's kind of sweating. She's like, I really have something to go to guys. Like, I don't know if I can be here. And they're like, ma'am, we're almost there. Trust us, we'll be as quick as possible. So anyways, right, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, can we get your names? And, you know, the Karen gives her full name and Bradley gives his full name. And, uh, yeah, anyways, they keep looking at the footage and they're, they're just kind of like starting to fill out a report, whatever. And they get to the moment. And sure enough, the Karen is very clearly on camera destroying all the stuff on the shelves. And then they see Bradley get kind of like like kind of like motion as he's yelling, and the Karen yells back, calls nine one one, and then she does a little waddle dance in like a victory celebration. It is the most embarrassing thing ever to be caught on camera. And the officers are like, "Wow, well, this was not the turn of events that we expected." And the manager looks at Bradley and is like, "Sorry for doubting you." And he's like, "You know, your job's safe. Just just to let you know." And the officers are like, "All right, well, it's very clear what happened here. Uh, well, the manager could manager can choose to press charges for you know the damage that you did here, and we are definitely going to do something about yeah, misuse of police resources and you know filing a false nine one one call." And Karen's like, "He altered it. He altered the tapes." Yes, that is what happened. He was very quickly, while we were so distracted, while you foolish cops were distracted, I don't know, eating donuts or something, he went into the room and he changed the cameras with an altered app version. And they're like, ma'am, how on earth would that happen? She's like, you don't understand technology. They have wizard apps that can turn anything into anything. They're like, ma'am, I'm sorry. Like, no, like you're, we're, we're ex expect to be in court in a couple days because we're, or, or expect to receive a fine. I don't know exactly how that works, but she uh, eventually, right. What happened was the Karen was kind of like fine for, or got some sort of small punishment for calling a, like a false 911 call. And then also the store did press charges and they got about like a thousand dollars worth of damages. And she was banned from ever entering this, uh, the, that specific Walmart's property 
ever again. And Bradley had a story to tell at every kind of like new date he had or anytime someone's like, you have any good stories? Bradley would be able to say yes. Today we got a story of this absolute Karen that tries to ruin and actually probably successfully ruins her own son's wedding, which is completely shocking to me. Subscribe if you like stories and let's call today's subscriber, let's call him Axel. Also, sorry if my voice sounds a little weird. It's, uh, I'm still getting over my wisdom teeth and that's a longer process than I expected, but hey, I'm able to make videos, so I'm happy. So anyways, right, this all started when Axel's dad's friend was getting married. All right, so Axel's a subscriber, he has a dad, and his dad's friend is getting married, so the dad's friend invites Axel's dad and the entire family to go to the wedding. So Axel, at this point, has never been to a wedding in his life, so even though he doesn't know this guy really that well, he's just kind of excited to go to a wedding because, I don't know, man, it's a... It's a pretty fun ceremony. I mean, good food. I mean, it's going to be all dressed up. It's an excuse to do something fun. Weddings are fun, man, except when crazy Karens try and ruin them, as you'll see in today's video. But anyways, right, so let's just skip ahead to the day before the wedding. So if you don't know, there's something in a lot of weddings where you have like a, uh, a dinner beforehand that's pretty big and that weddings are normally more than one day, even if the ceremony is just one day. So anyways, let's skip ahead to the day before the wedding. So this was like the formal dinner thing and all the parents and all the friends and family were there. They're getting to know each other. And Axel and his parents were sat at a table that was kind of far away. If you don't know, like normally the closer the table is to the bride and groom, that normally means like, I don't know, immediate family and then afterwards very, very close friends. And Axel's dad was friends with the guy who was getting married, but they weren't like brothers from birth or anything like that, man. So like Axel and his family, uh, they were sitting kind of farther back and they were sat with some random people. And this is where Axel was given a bit of the background lore per se about uh, the, the, I'm just going to call him the groom. Remember the groom is going to be the, uh, the guy, Axel's dad's uh, friend who's getting married. I'm going to shorten that to just say the groom. So this is where Axel got the kind of the background lore about the groom and his mother, who was not a fan of who the, uh, who the groom was about to marry. So basically, right, Axel and his parents were sat down at this table and uh, the other people sitting at this table, Axel's parents, and didn't really know, but they started talking because you're sat down with random people, and they're like, hey, how do you know the groom? And they're like, oh, we're friends with the, the wife who's getting married, or the bride, I should say. We're friends with the bride. This is super exciting. And then they said, hey, did you hear, do you know about the groom's mom? And Axel's dad's like, no, like, what's up with the groom's mom? And they're like, oh, so you don't know? And Axel's dad is like, I don't know what? So anyways, right, you know, these friends go on to say, all right, well, strap in because this is kind of a crazy story. Yes, only on the Connor Pugs channel will you ever find a story within a story. That's so you know this place is special and you should subscribe. Anyways, right, so the people are explaining to Axel and his parents that, you know, the groom has a mother and the mother is like, uh, we're just going to call her the Karen, right? So when I refer to the Karen, I'm referring to the groom's mom. So anyways, right, the Karen did not approve of the wife at all. And the thing is, right, it isn't really grounded in reality. Maybe the people telling Axel's parents were a little bit biased because they were friends with the bride but at the end of the day right the bride seemed to be pretty normal she seemed to check out there was no obvious reasons why someone would dislike her but sure enough right the karen was very upset and very angry because like her son she's like oh i'm this person isn't good enough to be part of our family blood bloodline or whatever which like 
She's not going to be technically part of the bloodline, bro. Like, yeah, she will be probably giving birth to your kids, which will be part of your bloodline. But she's just like, look, she's just she's just the wife, dude. It's not like at the end of the day, you got to let your son or the groom decide what, you know, He you can't make, this isn't an arranged marriage, bro. Like he's going to make up his mind at the end of the day. Maybe you aren't the biggest fan, but you got to just kind of like, I don't know, bite your lip in that situation and make the best of it. Because you know what? You don't want to lose your son. And the Karen probably lost her son by the end of the story, but you guys will hear pretty soon. So anyways, right? The Karen did something crazy, right? Because the Karen did not want this wedding to happen. Uh, the Karen did not want her son to get married to this woman. So what she did was she ended up trying to expose the uh, the, the bride with fake information. So basically, uh, you know, Axel wasn't actually told exactly what this fake information was, but the Karen tried to fabricate like a false police report and the police report was something for something really terrible. And she was like, oh my God, I did research on your bride and she's really an evil criminal. Look, here's proof. And the thing is right, you know, the groom was like pretty startled at first because it was a pretty serious like crime that was on the police report. And he went to his bride and was like, hey, like, my mom just showed me this. Is it true? Like, I feel a little, I feel a little upset that you would hide this from me. And the bride goes on to say that, like, that's ridiculous and that, like, it's not like that. She has no police report and that if she wants, like, to go to the police department with him, like, she'll sit down, she'll let him go through all of her records, like, that this is 100% fake and fabricated. So at this point, right, the groom is thinking, wait, did my mom lie to me and make this up? Or is my, is my wife really just trying to pull a bluff on me? So the husband, or not the husband, I guess the groom at this point, because they aren't married at this point, is like, hey, like, like I want to believe you, but just because it's like between you and my mom and I don't want to have to pick sides without evidence, do you mind if we actually do go ahead to the police office? And, you know, the, I mean, the, the bride was like, yeah, that's totally fine. There's a reason why I offered it. Like, I'm just kind of upset your mom did this. And, you know, the groom's like, all right, well, that's, that's, that's totally understandable if this is fake. So the bride and groom go to the police office and the police office kind of goes through the records or whatever and sure enough, pulls up her records. I'm not 100% sure how that works. Maybe you have to go somewhere else, not the police office. But either way, like they go and verify the records and it turns out to be 100% fake. So the bra uh, the groom is super angry at his mom and goes back and says, hey, I just realized, I learned that you made this up, that this is fake or whatever. And instead of the Karen trying to say, oh, I was tricked into believing it. I, I went on a faulty site. She straight up said, I was trying to do that for your own good. You, I don't want that person in our family. Like I was trying to protect you. And sure enough, right, you know, the groom was like, no mom, like that's ridiculous. You're on thin ice. Like you're on so thin ice. You're still invited to the wedding. But if you do anything, and I mean anything up until that point that even slightly upsets me or my wife, you are not being invited to your only son's wedding. So pretty big deal. And at this point, right, Axel and his family are sitting there at the table as they're being told the story, kind of just like, wow, like that's insane. And they really thought that, you know, that Karen was just going to like behave herself since like she was at the wedding, you know, she was point the other family that was telling the story pointed her out at kind of the front of the room, right? Said, okay, that's, you know, who she is. Like it's totally crazy or whatever. And, you know, Axel and his parents kind of expected her to not do anything insane. Well, a little spoiler, they were wrong. Real quick, comment Karen down below if you want to harden your comment. Just so you know, sometimes I don't get to hardening all the comments, or sometimes it takes me a while. So please don't take it personally if I don't heart the secret word of the day. Just know I appreciate you commenting either way and watching. 
I just, I will do my best to heart your comment though. Also, if you want to support the channel the best way you can, go ahead and binge watch a bunch of videos, like sit down and watch one of the playlists, or just watch a bunch of videos in the recommended. And please, let me know in the comment section like these people so I can heart it, say thank you, because literally this is the, you guys have been boosting the channel so much recently just by sitting down and binge watching videos. So please let me know if you're doing that so I can say thank you, as the last week has been incredibly tough for me and to come to a channel that is doing so well, I really appreciate it. Anyways, back to the story because it gets even crazier than the pre-story I just told you. So let's just skip ahead to the day of the wedding, which was the day after Axel and his parents were told about the whole story with the Karen. So anyways, right, Axel and his dad were just like, they got up early and they were just kind of like walking around or whatever. And they see, you know, the groom and a woman talking with each other. And very quickly they realize that the woman is the mom, AKA the Karen, right? And they can't hear what's going on, but they definitely hear that like the groom is like, it looks like, or it looks like the groom is like kind of shouting at the Karen and the Karen is shouting back and crossing her arms and kind of like shaking her head like, uh, 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 or whatever, right? And, you know, Axel's dad looks down at Axel and being like, do you think that, you know, something interesting is going to happen today, son? Like, do you think anything like that story is going to happen today? And Axel's like, I don't know, dad, like, that'd be pretty crazy, but I guess, like, I, I guess we'll see. So anyways, skip ahead to the breakfast. So the whole ceremony was happening in the middle of the day, but they had kind of like a ceremonial breakfast. I don't know how, like, traditional that is, but that's just what they had. And at the very first table, which is the one with the bride and the groom, is supposed to be immediate family members. And, you know, Axel and his parents, you know, they looked over and they were looking for the Karen and the Karen, AKA the groom's dad, uh, the groom's mom was not sitting at the table. She was sitting at a table like a few over and her arms were crossed. She was looking so angry. There was like a waiter coming over to just check in to see if everyone was doing okay. And they didn't hear exactly right. They didn't hear exactly what was said, but they saw the Karen like flailing her arms, screaming at the guy and like Axel dad looks down at Axel and is just like, I like, I think we're going to have a very interesting day today, son. That's all I can say. Yeah. So it was pretty apparent that the Karen was for some reason not invited to the groom's table, even though she was invited, you know, the night before for dinner. So apparently maybe she was saying another thing to him in the morning about how we should really reconsider and how like his bride is terrible or whatever. And he was just not having it. So he's like, you're not kicked out, but you're not invited to the main table and apparently like that made the Karen really really mad and she literally went crazy as you'll see in the next couple as you'll see in where the story's about to go so anyways uh, you know time goes on you know uh, Axel and his parents they finish up dinner uh, breakfast and then they have a very light lunch like lunch wasn't even that official there were just like some sandwiches out at tables or whatever and around like 132 they were invited like they were told to like you know be dressed up and get ready to go into the church so sure enough they go into the church and they see where they're supposed to line up. All the parents or whatever are in the front rows. Even the Karen, like she was still invited there for the wedding ceremony. I think the groom was just mad in the very beginning and everyone is lining up and obviously the bride and groom are still like behind the scenes getting ready. You, you know how weddings work, right? And uh, anyways, they walk up and it's the ceremony here, like the dun, 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 dun. It's like the standard ceremony. Axel's standing there. All the best men and women, they're up there, right? You know, the bride and the groom, they go up. And uh, sure enough, you know, the ceremony begins. And it gets to the point, right? It gets pretty far in, and the Karen has done nothing. So Axel kind of just assumes that, like, all right, now I guess, like, 
I don't know, like the Karen is just going to chill out. She's not going to do anything crazy. She's not going to ruin her own son's wedding, right? Maybe she's just kind of realized that, you know, she's looking bigger picture and she's like, you know what? I still want to be an important part in my son's wedding, like at the end, or in my son's life at the end of the day. I can disagree with this choice in like, uh, in wife, but like, I still want to, you know, be a part of like my grandkids and my son. uh, Look, maybe she was thinking bigger. Nope. She was not thinking bigger picture. She was just plotting a crazy act. But anyways, I guess the point in the wedding where the the priest guy, you know how it's like, you know, uh, if anyone has any reason why these two should not be wed, say so now or forever hold your peace. And when Axel heard this, he was kind of thinking to himself, all right, this is definitely the time when the Karen's going to say in mid thought, you know, the Karen stands up and everyone's head turns because everyone was sitting at this point and the Karen stands up and says, yes, I do. And you could just see the look on the bride and groom's face. The bride was kind of shocked, and the groom was so mad. It was like cartoon smoke was coming out of his ears, level mad. Like, he was just not having it. And uh, sure enough, the Karen goes on to say, like, son, don't do this. Don't betray me. And, you know, the groom goes on to say, like, mom. Like, I told you, this is my choice. You're being crazy. You're on thin ice in the first place. Like, what? Like, no, I'm not listening to you. And look, here's the thing. Uh, when the, you know, when the priest says, you know, if anyone has anything to say, say so now, it's kind of a ceremonial thing. He doesn't actually want you to say something. If, if something needs to be said, please do it before, you know, they're about to get like, conjoined married like illegally married like please do it a little bit before that and maybe maybe if your evidence is like fake stuff that you made up to try and frame this woman maybe you're maybe you're not in the right mental state to be doing that in the first place but anyways right the karen says well this and she kind of like she picks up one of her bags right is for and she reaches into her bag your own whips out a fire extinguisher good and she dude this is like axel's just watching this happen in slow motion basically as the karen walks out of the stadium with the fire extinguisher and lets it rip sprays all over everyone in the front so the bride the groom the priest everyone who's there is just being completely covered in this kind of like fire extinguisher white foam stuff and everyone starts screaming or whatever and the karen whips around and starts spraying it into the audience it's just like yeah dude it's like the craziest thing ever and axel's parents were very far back so they weren't ever sprayed with it but axel's mom is like oh my god and axel's dad literally turns to axel is like i told you so dude so yeah the karen has a fish as essentially right opened up a fire extinguisher that she brought with her in her little tote bag or whatever, sprayed the bride and groom and literally everyone within like a 20-foot radius, completely destroying the wedding in a final attempt to keep like his son and like this woman from marrying, which like, I mean, I guess like isn't so shocking since she was willing to fake a police report saying something like really heinous and criminal just to get them not to marry in the first place. But you would have thought that the Karen would have been thinking about her future relationship with her her son, her grandkids, the unity of the family. Like, nope, she was like, you know what? 
I could have that or I could have fire extinguisher and I choose fire extinguisher, bro. She's and so by the end of like she basically runs out of the entire container and dude, that's a lot. Like there's a lot of foam and fire extinguishers. So she's legitimately emptied the entire thing everywhere. And so so some people like the screaming kind of stops cuz people are no longer shocked and there's a there's just like so many people are talking and people are looking at their dresses and their gowns and they're just kind of wiping off the foam off of them and they're just like, "Oh my god, like this woman's insane." And they're just like wi- like wiping all the stuff off of people are looking like, "Oh my god, my stuff's ruined," whatever. And the in br- the groom, right, walks down angrily and is like, "Mom, you have and it's like he's not speaking in fully complete sentences cuz he's so angry. He's like, "You have ruined my wedding and the karen says well i just did what was best for you you should always know that i will always do what is best and the groom is like mom i don't think you understand what you just did and sure enough right there's apparently like security at the wedding for some reason i think it was a big enough event that they just thought you know the catering company or the the company that did the weddings offered it as like a another 500 dollars will throw in security for the day and they just check the box or whatever so the two security guards who have never actually had to do anything at the wedding for at weddings in general for once like actually did something ran over and basically tackled the karen and she's like oh my god you're hurting me you're whatever man we don't care bro that's basically what the groom was thinking but anyways, right, so the Karen is kind of like, yeah, not handcuffed because the security doesn't have handcuffed, but she was restrained. And like at this point, right, you know, the, the, the bride and groom are looking at each other like, like we should really like, what do we do at this point? So basically, this is what ended up happening, right? So the bride and the groom decided that they were going to reschedule their official wedding day to like the next day because there were other events like planned for the next day so people were still there it would have been too hard to get everyone back together right it would have been too difficult to get everyone to like reschedule their flights so they just decided to move the official wedding day to the next day and cancel any other fun things they had planned that day whatever man it sucks but like no one can really prepare for a crazy karen doing what the crazy karen did right So anyways, you know, other than that, right, the police actually were called because the groom said, hey, call the police. My mom just went crazy. And the police came and it was told what happened. And the Karen was still restrained by the security guards, basically foaming at the mouth saying, let me go, let me go, let me go or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, the police are like, hey, like, I know this is your mom. So I don't know if you want to press charges. We get it if you don't. And dude, the groom was a complete savage and said, no, I want like the fullest extent of the law to be executed against her. And the Karen's like, my son, I was only doing it for you. And you know, the dad and and the groom's like, yeah, right, bro. Like, all right, then sure. Whatever you want to say, I guess. So the next day the wedding happened again and they kind of went through the ceremony all over again. And you know, everyone was invited except one special lady. And that special lady was the Karen, believe it or not. And they had security at the door checking everyone who was coming in. That didn't happen the first day, but they got to make sure that the Karen didn't come in another day. And yeah, sure enough, they got married. It was a very nice ceremony and on the way, back, you know, Axel and his parents were just like, well, you know what, son, I know this is your first wedding, but this is not normally how weddings go. 